Hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast, The God Beyond the Bible. Our podcast is released weekly each Friday. The content of each episode is based on the questions and curiosities we all have about God and the Bible. Many of our topics are considered taboo in the minds of the mainstream church. You will find our discussions to be, I think, refreshing and often far from traditional. But we don't just skirt around these complex issues, but confront them head on, and not in the way you're used to hearing them discussed on typical Christian talk shows. I'm Alan Rowland, creator and host of The God Beyond the Bible. As of the launch of this podcast, I've been a pastor for more than 35 years. My co-host is my daughter, Trayson, and our engineer, co-producer, is my daughter, Tabitha. Our mission is to encourage our audience, along with us, to open our minds to the reality that God is simply too big to be fully explored or experienced by the reading and studying of a single ancient work. In short, the Bible's not the sum of God, and to think this is to limit what He has done, is doing, and what He will do in our future. So with introductions made, thank you for listening, and let's dive into the topic of the day. And welcome, Seekers. To episode number 145 of the podcast, God Beyond the Bible, the podcast made by Seekers and Four Seekers. And Trayson, how about some shout outs for this episode? Yeah, our shout outs this week are to Zolt and Anna. We're glad to have you guys listening. Thanks, guys. Tab, you have a quote for us? Our quote is from Deepak Chopra, and he said, don't try to steer the river. That's right. I love that. I've I've had that discussion this week. Some people said, we're supposed to be, just keep the canoe upright and I've had that discussion Kylie, with myself and this Kylie, last week. And Kylie just guide that keep the canoe straight, but instead we want to turn around and paddle upstream. Mm-hmm. I'm going back. I'm going to paddle back up there and see what that was. Well, today's topic, after more than two years of it being at the top of the list of concerns for the whole world, many scientists and doctors alike agree that this may be the final surge of COVID before it begins to fade away. Yay. Now, I know right I know right now, you know, the numbers are still, but I've noticed that our numbers here in the state of Arkansas almost fell in half. Overnight. Thankfully. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, because we've been at, we've gone from having 200 cases to having 7,000 cases yes. a day yep. here. So anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, I, now, I don't know anyone who would not find this be welcome news. And let's talk about the adjustments and changes to our lives and the world we live in and, and uh, how it will feel when this is all behind us. Well, well, let's just start with how will it feel to not be concerned about catching COVID? At this point, guys, I don't think I can imagine not backing up an extra step. Just hearing somebody cough i think oh, yeah, for, yeah. i think even though if covid completely just kind of dissipates i'm it, gonna be, be like this years, every flu season every time somebody yeah. coughs i'm gonna find myself and honestly it's not bad practice to no. not be right up in someone else's well, space well there are the, many things that we have learned through this wearing masks when you're not feeling good staying six feet away you do not have to be touching me when we are in line to check out our groceries amen <laughs> Well, I guess one of the amazing things that I've seen is is this, is that I've watched the people in the COVID testing lines, and a lot of them are maskless, and they're standing touchy. I mean, just packed in the lines. And it's well, like, if now, you should, shouldn't, shouldn't that be the place? Yes. I'm just, but anyway, yes. Uh, but no, I, you know, it's really made me aware of people who are close talkers. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yes. But it's true, because you yeah. find yourself backing up yeah it's like hey in my space here back up just a little bit because i can feel your breath hitting me and if i can feel your breath hitting me i do not need to know what you had for lunch yeah that's okay 
Well, many use the phrase when we return to the uh, to pre-pandemic life. Uh, do you think we'll really ever fully return to the way we did the life since, say, 2018 and 2019 no. before this all unfolded? I mean, am I seeing this differently? I, I know that around the U.S., things have changed drastically in certain places. But are y'all really noticing much change in our area? We ourselves have changed and a few people with us. But, yeah. I mean, they're not requiring masks anywhere they're not shutting places down like they were unless someone has covid and they're in quarantine i talked to a lady that's a bank president here in town and i said now you guys because we were talking about i'm gonna have to sign some papers and she's and i said now is your lobby and everything she said oh yeah we're open she said that's amazing said when we had two cases in the county they closed their lobby down and we had everybody had to use the drive-through and said now we probably have 250 cases in the Mm -hmm. county and i said no it's all right just stay open Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's frustrating <laughs> to me. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's putting a lot of people at risk. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure that that is probably just the area we're from. A person said to me the other day that now that we have found that we can educate uh, our children without the expense of brick and mortar public school, he expects that to become more prominent in the future. However, it may be that children still attend a localized place of learning, but virtual teaching will take place in the classrooms and pretty well everything but eliminating the expense of a teacher for every class in every district on every subject. Have you ever thought of that? This is already going on in our local school. Did you guys know that? Well, I'm sure when you if a school can't get a teacher that's qualified to do that particular subject, they probably well, have to bring it in mm-hmm. remotely. A friend of mine's son is the same age roundabout as Tabby's son, Blake. And he so he's about 16, and she's like, I don't even know why I'm sending him to school. She said, because when you go to school, you just go in the room with the teacher, and you get out your laptop, and you do all your subjects just sitting there at your desk on your laptop. And she's like, I send him, even though it would be perfectly easy for him just to stay at home and do the same thing on the same laptop sitting at home. I personally think it's... I don't want to see teachers put out of work. That is not my intention. But the idea of being able to continue your schooling and not have to congregate and not... Is that really such a bad thing? It's it's really... Well, uh, we've made this... (laughs) I made this statement before. I had a person in education that understood education tell me said our school system is broken and like everything else we have it's mm-hmm. antiquated mm-hmm. It, it is we're we the school system was established in the u.s the main idea of the school system was to produce soldiers that would obey rules and regulations and factory workers to of course build wartime this was done for wartime right. so that we get educated people that could read but the they said the main part of it was bell rings you walk in the classroom bell rings you sit down bell rings you get up it was to get you ready to follow For life as a factory follow the worker. rules as mm-hmm. a factory worker or a soldier. Well, now we don't need really need factory workers in that sense, right? Or really soldiers so much anymore either. I mean, I hope nobody just don't sense. everybody get mad and blow up, you know, because I said. And so, but we're still educating our kids. We're still training them exactly the same method mm-hmm. for a technological world that's advanced well beyond yeah. any of that. Okay, let's talk about healthcare. In healthcare, we've seen a shift to virtual doctors. Remember our topic today, if you feel like we've got you lost, is, you know, how's it going to feel? Where where we go from here Mm -hmm. uh, now when the COVID thing subsides? And we're hoping that it is. Uh, In healthcare, we've seen a shift to virtual doctor visits. Uh, You use your computer, your iPad, your smartphone to see a doctor in real time. And the physician prescribes meds online, sends your prescription to the 
sends your, uh, your prescription to the pharmacy, who in many cases may deliver it directly to your home, depending on where you live, or you at least go back and pick it up, can go and pick it up through the drive-thru with very little or no human contact. Will this trend continue to gain popularity in the future? Absolutely. I, hope I don't so. ever see this going back to the other way. I Even mean, my doctor has told me that she absolutely loves, because like, I know, I don't think Tabby is anymore, but I'm on a mental health medicine. So state law dictates that like every five months or six months, mm-hmm. she can't I, just have to be, right, yet, I have yeah. to be reevaluated. Right. Well, now, instead of having to make an appointment, drive over there, sit and wait half the day for with her. With sick people. With yeah, people with who are actually people. sick. Yes, yes. She calls me. We talk on the phone for about 10 minutes. She decides whether we need to change the prescription at all. And then she sends it to my pharmacy, and here's a plug for PillPack. I use PillPack Pharmacy where they put it in my little packets every day for me separated. So it just shows up the next month with all my other medicines separated out, and I don't do anything. But does this stuff not make you excited? We're finally moving closer to the Jetsons type of reality that we were yeah. supposed to have. But, but there's a lot of people out there that's going, oh, it's the ruin. You remember that told the story, yeah. I think, about the guy yes. that, the, when the, the old timers, when vehicles first started running <laughs> down the dirt roads, and they were telling how that's the ruination of society. And, yeah. you know, now my generation, that's the ruin. All of this tech is. The ruination of society. Okay, let's talk about groceries. Uh, we've just seen where Walmart, I'm not trying to plug them, but among others, I think uh, others are doing that, are trying uh, out a delivery service where your shopping list is delivered to your home and the perishables are put in your refrigerator. Now, I think there's some stipulations you have to have on those smart locks and all sure, that stuff sure. with, where they can use the code. But anyway, they put the perishables in the refrigerator. Will it gain enough traction after the pandemic to sustain? What do you think? I think so. Definitely. Who, likes, who likes to go grocery shopping? Well, I'm, I'm waiting for the, you know, to me, as I was, uh, it, not so much now because we don't have much, but I'm thinking, let's get a laundry service going the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Come pick it up and, and you just put, this is, this is, this is Allen's, this is 20, you just put it in a box, you're dirty and they bring it back and it's folded and clean mm-hmm. and everything and a sanitized Which box. Which is funny and, because we somehow lost that. They used to be kind of a thing. It used to be the thing. Well, see, we're back, remember? But back milk, in the days, milk, butter, milk, eggs. butter, bread, everything was but delivered. But you know, milk delivery is coming back now in cities. That's the thing that they're doing now. Dairies to get around all of the covid and shipping and trying to encourage people to stay home right a lot of dairies and cities have started delivering milk again you can order a gallon of milk a half a gallon of milk and they'll drop it are you are you saying you think this is really going now me i just don't want somebody coming in the house i would have a problem with people i just i just i mean i'm just that i'm a private person Mm -hmm. i don't want and you know how many subscription meal boxes i was gonna say we do a subscription meal box where it once a week it delivers me five meals for all of my family it's right there i get it delivered on the same day I do, in our rural town, we don't have delivery, but I do Walmart grocery pickup. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I love, I don't have to go in the store and I'm not impulse buying or you know, impulse buying thing. for three extra people when You're they're right. with me. Yeah. Those, those meat, those meal boxes, they come with your meat, your vegetables, everything all frozen yeah. in the package sure. and you just pull it out and make the recipe. And I do and, know one of the things that some people are doing, because you know what this will eventually in the cities, if they tried to do it, would result in, but a lot of people are putting an extra refrigerator like out on their so yes. idea for them just a to small put the, just a small refrigerator so when they're 
groceries getting delivered. Of course, you know it won't be long. In I mean, you couldn't probably yeah. even do that now in some of the towns I and cities, but you can do it here in the rural and areas. And I probably won't, but moving closer to that Jetsons type, did you know that they actually have, it's like a big toaster oven now, basically. You buy this toaster oven. Oh, yeah. And they ship you meals, and, and you just scan the QR code, and it, and it, cooks, it, it. cooks it for you. Yeah. Or I mean, if you want to cool cook a that? frozen pizza in it. You just scan the barcode on the back of the frozen pizza and it'll Stick cook it, it the way it's I supposed mean, to be cooked. That's pretty neat in my I'm, opinion. I've been encouraging my mother-in-law to go with something like that, which is her and her husband, mm-hmm. you know, so that they can eat and have their meals and not have a lot of cleanup because you just pop this whole meal in there. And Well, and one of the biggest things about like the meal delivery service that I do, I don't I'm not cleaning out my fridge and throwing out a bunch of extra stuff all the time. It's cut down on our food waste. It's what you need and you're not going to overeat either because it's how much you need. So so I think I'm hearing you guys, as far as the younger generation, you think it's going to come on and and be. Yeah, I adore it. See, actually, my wife could tell you, your mom could tell you, I had this idea 30 years ago. Well, you should have jumped on it, man. And then the technology but, wasn't there. No, to there do was, it. the technology wasn't there, but it had been called on the phone like the old time. Right, girl, you know, right. All indicators are that there is a mental health crisis looming as a result of the isolation, yes. and the anxiety, and fear associated with the pandemic. Virtual counseling, psychology, and psychiatry have now become quite common, and and uh, these practices are much more effective in these fields than let's say in, internal medicine where medical tests often need to be performed requiring the you know physical contact mm-hmm. do you think folks will be more likely to seek professional mental health as assist you know uh, mental health assistant online uh, rather than trying to seek out a brick and mortar facility will people be more apt to seek mental i can only speak for myself there was a time that i really wanted to access a therapist and be able to go and I wouldn't because you know you have to go locally most of the time or at least everybody knows everybody everybody knows everybody you go in there and everyone's going to know your business to have that anonymity to be able to access and you're doing it from your home and access access a doctor in another state yes or at least somewhere long ways away from you yeah even if you do find someone locally you know if you are ready to take that step Local here is not what a lot of people, it's not 15 minutes down the road. It's not 10, you know, you're talking sometimes driving for an hour Mm -hmm. or an hour and a half just to get to a therapist if you do decide to make that in person. And that's that's hard to do money wise. I personally, for a lot of people. I personally predict we're going to really have a serious when this is over. We're going to realize and doctors are saying it now. Therapists are saying this now. We've got a serious mental health uh, crisis on our hands that's that's equal to the pandemic but i think that a lot of the makings of the mental health crisis were already there before this started say yeah Yeah. you know i think we have a lot of contributing factors but we're making a transition from a generation particularly yours dad where you really didn't talk about mental health issues that wasn't something you just kind of swept that under the rug the family's fine we know you don't air your crazy to Tavi's generation where they started kind of talking about this and making it known to my generation that's a step below that that's going this is a real problem and we Mm -hmm. need some real solutions for it and so we've we've come a long way in a short period of time and I think it's going to get better addiction is up by all indicators and let's be honest when we're stressed we tend to self-medicate whatever our chosen method may be 
Do you think this tendency will resolve itself when the pandemic has, has subsided or will the demand for addiction treatment skyrocket also? I mean, that's part, it's partly a mental health issue too, but. Addiction was on the rise before the pandemic, and I don't think it's going to really dissipate Wait, after it. You said it. Addiction is a mental health issue. Right. Yes. So if you battle addiction, we need you need to get to figure out what you're... What are you medicating? What are you yes. trying to escape? Exactly. We're trying to escape something. <clears throat> uh, how much different or even more difficult would experiencing this pandemic have been or be without the online technology we're blessed to have? I mean, if this had been the 1970s or the 80s before most of the world, you know, had a home computer or access to the Internet, and how different would the impact of this whole thing be? Well, I'm going to put it, I think a lot more people would have probably listened to the wear your mask and stay home stuff if there weren't so many conflicting reports. But in the same aspect, I can see where... You know, the isolation. A year would be... ago, we were on basic lockdown. Yeah. There was no going anywhere. My kids did not get to see their friends. Right. But to have FaceTime and to be yeah. able to talk to their friends, I think it really helped them. Me, I'm kind of a, a loner anyway. So sure. being by myself for long periods of time is not yeah. really a bad thing. But for my kids, it was great. They had that that connection. You're with here with me. Yeah. It, it's kind of giving me the excuse I wanted because I don't want to go to town for anything anyway. <laughs> Uh, how much easier would this whole thing have been if our politicians and our media had not politicized this whole thing? I mean, after all, there are people who have died because they held a political position that led them to believe that the whole thing is an orchestrated hoax. Uh, even while their own loved ones are lying in a hospital on a ventilator and have died from it. Uh, has this whole thing changed the way we view politics and media forever? Yes. Yes. And if you don't think that the world is waking up to that... Um, Netflix just released a new movie recently that's called Don't Look Up. I watched that. Actually, I have about 30 minutes left. I didn't get to finish it, but I started watching it. It's very true. It's very. I want to ask a question. I asked a person this question the other day, and this is the thought I had. Might there be some class action lawsuits against some media I think so. And against politicians, some politicians and some movements and some media. I mean, don't you think it would be appropriate for some class action lawsuits for the people who have played with the minds and the emotions of people and kept them from? I mean, you think about that. If you had a parent or somebody that died because they were following this, Mm -hmm. following this misinformation and then they die from it. I, I believe I can see a class action lawsuit coming uh, yeah yeah definitely in the, in the future uh and i, I just, think fairly yeah mm-hmm. what about all the conspiracy theories almost by the time a sto- any story is released there's a conspiracy theory to counter it uh most of this is online of course folks don't seem to realize that there are groups of people who don't care how much fear and harm they do uh they're just all about getting liked shared subscribed to and sponsored in other words making money exploiting the suffering of real people for gain. Unfortunately, most of us don't have enough facts to distinguish between truth and fiction. This is the downside of our internet technology. Uh, Is it likely to get any better considering how easy it is for anyone to jump up and claim their freedom of speech is being violated, being suppressed, they're being censored? No, it's not going to get any better. I only see that part spinning it more and more out of control. But I have to say, too, that you have to keep in mind that... um, as the younger generations are progressing, 
they're sort of picking up a sixth sense that gives them that they know how to search out and seek out. I don't know if that's true. I need to confirm it. And they know the places that they can really go to try and confirm these things. But the problem lies (laughs) with... Am I actually one? Am I actually finding that reputable there's, source? There's a particular internet TV channel that says, if you want the real truth, come to this channel. Mm-hmm. Well, it's strictly... Conspiracy. Well, no, it is strictly... I mean, I, I say it is just strictly the Republican format. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You can look at and any And it's like, news. we give you the facts and nothing but... The, no, they don't. They, matter discussion. of fact, they're one of the worst I've ever seen, but yet yeah. they're claiming they're trying to get people to come because we're, 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 we're just giving you the unbiased truth. I had a discussion with a friend of mine, and we were talking back and forth, and we were talking about the slant of the news and how you never it, get actual... It happens actual... on the Democrat side, too. Yeah. I want to just say, well, I'm, not just, I'm just saying this one we particular were, one. We yeah. were naming major news sources... And you you know which way they lean, which platform just by watching, which platform they're supporting. You know, and it's yeah. and I think the saddest part with all the conspiracy theories and stuff is people, they may not dad's generation, maybe the generation older than him, they accept everything they see as everything. at face value. If Walter Cronkite says, and that's the way it was <laughs> on this day, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, you that was that the is, way it was. I think more or less what I was trying to because I. I deal with some of those people. I help people with their computers and things like that. And I deal with a lot of that generation above dad that's going, oh, well, no, my computer told me that this is true, that this is what's going on. This is the real story. They're injecting people with this. They're doing that. And I'm going, guys, no, listen to me. But in the same aspect, (laughs) I have become so distrusting. Um, which this will release Friday, I think. So yeah. yesterday I learned that Bob Saget died. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was on my Facebook feed. I would not say anything to anyone until I Google searched it and found it yeah, on a reputable. There was a, there was a thing going around here just a few days ago that Whoopi Goldberg had died. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't, you know. So I'm actually, I'm very mistrustful. Oh, of I am too. I, was, I, I sent think, it to you and actually, I think I sent the Google screenshot yeah. after yeah. I had searched and we, went, okay, six different places are saying this yeah. happens. We, so. Well, we just, we, we know to use caution. If you're, good, uh, if you're a free thinker, you say, okay, you know, this might not, I mean, what really gets me is it'll be stuff. I've seen people do this and people just go crazy. I've seen people post a weather forecast for five years ago oh my for goodness. this date yes. five years ago and everybody's running out and getting milk and bread <laughs> and it's like people did you look at the date on that it's that 60 was... degrees outside yeah. right now <laughs> am i the only person though who has like somebody posted shared something from a news website you go and you read it and then you start looking through to see if it's a real because it'll say like cbs 39 tv and so you're like searching through to see if there are any other real articles or if this is just a fake yeah okay how involved is the church community in promoting many of these conspiracies i mean do you find it odd would 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 we shouldn't we find it odd that the christian religion is so quick to suspect lying and deceit at every turn yet uh, they believe that uh, they they completely write off the possibility that the Bible has somehow supernaturally remained uninfluenced by the same type of behavior. Have you ever thought of that? What was that line from? Think about it. One side of it, you know, the church community is so suspicious and full of conspiracy about everything, except the Bible. 
I can't tell you, and I'm bringing this back to <clears throat> just related to COVID. Yeah. But I can't tell you, I, I know that this last week we just lost another pastor's wife due to COVID. Uh-huh. And it's like, and it's because of these conspiracy theories. Yeah. You can't get the vaccine because, I don't know. It's some, the mark of the beast. The mark I mean, of I've the heard, beast. Yeah. There's a chip. There's yeah. something. And I'm going, that could have saved her life. Yeah, that's why I think that there's maybe, and maybe the churches might get named in these lawsuits. Do you reckon that well, some I religious mean, institutions that have promoted this thing? I mean, you think about it. When the dust all settles on this, we could see years of major class action lawsuits. The church is, in our area, the church is one of the biggest. We Conspiracy. have a lot, yeah, yeah, and we have a lot of churches, so they have a lot of hold on many people in the county and in our area. And they're refusing to be vaccinated, speaking out vocally about their refusal, not wearing masks, not taking it seriously, saying stuff like, all I need is my faith in God, and that's all I need to live and to be okay. And and yet the person sitting right beside them died of COVID. Exactly. Exactly. That's it right there. And I got to tell you, that, that makes me a little angry. I have a little bit of anger toward the church for that. Yeah. Well, I probably would religion, not. Yes. That any organized religion that doesn't take human life, the va- doesn't am, value human life. And I will that. say that yeah. I am sure in other areas, maybe it's not. Yeah. It We're doesn't. in the Bible Belt. We're in the Deep South. We're, so it's you know, probably not like, I hope it's yeah. not like this everywhere. I probably would not have gotten the vaccine if it had just been a matter of myself getting sick. But the thought of me inadvertently killing someone else because I didn't do something that I could have done to stop it. I couldn't deal with that. I talked to a lady the other day and we know a mutual person and this person isn't religious. She's just very politically affiliated. And sometimes almost indistinguishable. True, true. (laughs) But the lady was telling me that she still she's vaccinated she's had her booster but when she goes in walmart she wears her mask and she wears yeah. her gloves and that's what she does to make her feel better that's what i do too and, i don't wear the gloves but the mask and she said that this mutual person we know openly laughed at her to oh, yeah. her face and making her feel stupid because she and i'm like what difference does it make okay you don't feel that way turn around and walk this away this goes back this speaks to the episode we just re- that we we released before this one i believe yes say yes. it's your belief i believe this so i'm closed my mind is closed to any as long as i can say i believe this then i don't have to worry about any exactly. information i don't have to process any other information on the topic and, and what in the world difference should it make to anyone if you choose to wear a hazmat suit every time you go in walmart you do you honey if that's what makes that's you exactly feel good right. you be comfortable it's okay well i'm gonna be honest with you and and a friend of mine we're both talking about this uh to me there is a there is a psychological benefit to having the vaccination Mm -hmm. there's an emotional does give you a sort of a peace of mind that you've at least done something to contribute. You know, I've tried and they're saying, well, you know, yourself. that's, you know, that's not, but 85% effect. Uh, so my odds are 85 to 15 that I might not get it. And yours are what? Exactly. And yet you still depend on birth control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The final question we hear at God beyond the Bible have been saying, even before the pandemic, that the modern organized church has had its heyday and is on the decline. COVID has demonstrated to us that our religion does not make us less vulnerable or less susceptible to suffering. In your opinion, has the pandemic been the death nail to organized religion as we've known it for the past hundred years? Can I say hopefully? Yeah, well, I'm I have fine seen with me. 
people walk away from the church that I would never have imagined would walk away. And I think in most of the cases, it has been the organized church's blatant disregard for the health and the safety of others through this pandemic, that they're stepping back and going, and, and, I can't. And affiliating themselves with political movements. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's been the biggest thing. Yeah. And the church is going to the church is reaping. Agreed. Yes. Reaping what it has sowed by affiliating itself with any political platform. Well, with that said, as always, may the divine's unconditional grace, peace, and love be on, in, and radiate out from each of you, our fellow seekers, from all of us here at God Beyond the Bible. Did you enjoy listening to God Beyond the Bible? Do you have an idea for an episode? Connect with us today. Visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com, all one word, or send us an email at email at godbeyondthebible.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.